Texas Rangers continue to have the best record in the American League West. They continue to have the best record in the American League. Uh, here we are, September 12th, like I just said. Three weeks to go in the season. The Rangers sit at 85-59. and 59, A cool 24 games over 500. AL West is pretty much wrapped up here. Um, elimination number is 10 here as we uh, set to take on uh, three the Astros, three games in Houston. Uh, must wins for them if they have any hope of taking the division, but uh, I don't know. That's not really going to happen. They, they, for all intents and purposes, the Astros are playing for the wild card. Um, fortunately for them, they're not too far out of it. Unfortunately for them, neither is pretty much anybody else. Um, what's the number? I think seven teams are within four games of the uh, last two wild are the two wild card spots. Um, so that's going to shape up to be a really, really entertaining uh, last three weeks of the season. Honestly, probably the entertaining last week of the season, even down to the last series, last game of the season. Um, they these spots are tight, um, and it's going to be awesome because a lot of these teams or four of these teams are in the AL West. You got the Red Sox with a slim lead over the or over the, over the uh the Blue Jays who have a slim lead over the Orioles who I don't know, have a slim lead over the Yankees or they might be tied with the Yankees. Um either way, uh things are getting really crazy over there and they got all these head to head games coming up. Um just gonna be some some entertaining scoreboard watching there just to see what happens. Um if you have any friends that are fans of those teams, I guess you can uh, live through them, um, and just be thankful that your team can kind of coast to the finish line here. Um, focus on just getting work uh, to guys who need work, making sure that everybody stays sharp, uh, you know, figuring out bullpen roles, uh, getting your guys in your rotation get some rest, not having to worry about them going as deep as they can in ball games, just getting their work in, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, the pretty much the only thing the Rangers are playing for here, uh, as they have 18 games to go, is going to be home field advantage um, throughout the postseason. Which man, that is awesome to say, um, especially after these uh, nail biting years. Uh, Rangers are sitting really well. Um, the really on the only contender for the the best record in the American League and taking away that home field advantage in the ALCS is going to be the Cleveland Indians, who the Rangers uh, lead by one game right now, but that's virtually a two-game lead because the Rangers won the season series versus the Indians. So if the two clubs stay tied, or if they're tied at the end of 162 games, uh, the Rangers will get that home field advantage in a potential ALCS matchup. Uh, so we're sitting well for that. Um and they just had one of their pitchers, I think it was Salazar, just uh, got injured. He'll be out for the next three or four weeks, something like that. Um, I don't ever hope for an injury, but, you know, that certainly opens the door and, and uh, I don't know, makes it more likely that the Rangers are going to accomplish what they want to, which will be to be to be the owners of the best record in the American League and to have home field advantage all throughout the playoffs, even into the post, even into the World Series um, because unlike in 2010 and 2011 when the Rangers went, uh, the American League has actually won the All-Star game. So there will be uh, games one and two and game seven, I guess in six, right, uh, will be played at Globe Life Park, which is going to be awesome. So I can't wait for those to happen. Um, so as we hear, uh, here as we look towards October, we look towards the postseason, um, 
it's gonna like I said, it's mostly about just getting guys working, getting them sharp, getting them fresh, um, which is kind of easier said than done because uh, you can look at the r- the the lineup and just say, you know, hey, as long as everybody just keeps getting their at bats and doesn't you know take a fastball to the forearm, uh, we'll be good. Um, but when it comes to the bullpen, uh, it's kind of another another situation going on over there. Um, so you, we have some inconsistency going on, um, primarily from two guys, uh, Jake Diekman and Keona Kella. Both have struggled mightily um, here in the second half. Um, Kella coming off of injury, and Diekman just coming off of who knows what. Just some. Uh, People think that it might be a mechanical issue, um, something with his mechanics. Uh, he says that, you know, him and his coaches have looked at some film and maybe they've identified uh, what could be the problem, but he hasn't been able to get anybody out recently. Kella, he's been hot and cold. Um, I think that his feel is just going to have to come back here as he gets more opportunities to pitch. Um, coming off of injury, like I said, but. Uh, we really need to get those two guys right. Uh, Dyson, fortunately, has been he's been going good here lately. Um, after you know a spell of its inconsistency uh, earlier in the year, um, but I have you know I guess as much confidence as you can have um, in a closer like that. Uh, he's not he's not striking out as many people as I would like. Uh, so some ground balls are finding their way through holes and putting tying men on base and creating high leverage situations, but. Um, he's been he's been uh, he's been effective, along with uh, Barnett, who is has a, some kind of tweak or injury or something like that that they're gonna have to hold him back for a while. Claudio has been great. Uh, Bush has been absolute nails, and Tanner Shepherds, who is my dark horse. I you know what I think that he's actually gonna make the postseason roster, um, just simply because there's been a door that's opened up with Kella and Diekman. Um, just kind of losing their feel right now. Um, like, I, I still think that they will get their get it right. Um, I think that Diekman is l- less in danger of losing his spot um, just because having a guy that can throw, you know, upper 90s from the left side in that arm slot with his breaking ball, um, you know, can't really be replicated. But um, if Shepers could, could uh, you know, blow guys away like Kella did last season, um, and Kella still is not able to do that consistently, and he's not able to keep the ball in the park, well, then um, I think that Shepard uh, has positioned himself nicely with a couple of strong appearances. Um, he might be able to... Uh, he might be pitching for a postseason job right now, and I think that uh, you know everybody's paying attention, and, and we'll see what happens. Fortunately, we're in a spot where uh, not every one of these games is a must-win. So, uh, for example, yesterday, uh, Colby Lewis pitched, and he pitched well. Rangers lost three to two, but I'm, you know, I like to win, but I am definitely more encouraged by Colby Lewis um, going. I think it was six innings, and just pitching well, uh, because that right now it's more about the individual performances than the final score. Obviously, you don't want to just get carried away here, um, and you know have the biggest collapse in September history or something dumb like that. But um, we're gonna be fine. Uh, we can afford to, you know, put continue to throw Diekman out there, um, and it's okay if he's not 100% right. We're just looking for progress. Um, same with Kella. Same with Shepard. So, um, Rangers are in a great spot to have some inconsistencies, 
Um, like I said, not every single one of these games is a must-win, unlike these teams that are in the wildcard hunt or in the AL East, which I guess is one and the same. Um, Rangers are have built a comfortable lead. We can afford to, you know, just have guys go out there and get their work in and and do what they need to do. Speaking of guys who have gone out there and done what they have needed to do this season, uh, let's all give it up for Elvis Andrews. Uh, here's a guy who has been with the Rangers uh, for a long time. We know all about him. We've seen him go through some some highs and some lows, and here he is. He's putting together uh, his greatest off se- offensive season um, in 2016. It's just awesome to watch. He has flourished uh, in the bottom of the batting order. He's done excellent with runners in scoring position, and uh, it's really, really awesome to see Elvis. So, you know, it's kind of been documented. You'll hear Busby or, or Eric Nadell talk about Elvis and, you know, how he's been so consistent this season. Batting average seems to have been in the 290s since April. Um, but uh, here's a fast fact for you. Uh, who or Trivia question for you. Which Texas Ranger is second place only to Adrian Beltre in batting average? Answer, Elvis Andrews. Who is second place in on-base percentage only to Adrian Beltre? Answer, Elvis Andrews. And up until a week, actually, I wrote this stuff down a week ago. Um, and one week ago, he was actually the team leader in average and on-base percentage. Um, so the only reason he's in second place is because Adrian Beltre continues to play like a man possessed. Um, nothing related to Andrews declining. Um, he has stolen 20 bases for the eighth straight season um, in his eighth season in the big leagues. He is walking uh, at the highest rate since 2010, uh, with the exception of last season. He is striking out uh, his lowest percentage since 2011. He's putting together his uh, best season according to uh, runs created plus with 102. Um, He's just had an awesome, awesome season. Uh, Like I said, he's flourished at the bottom of the the order. Um, His defensive metrics haven't looked so great, um, but I think that if you watch the games, and maybe it's some bias, maybe not, um, but when you watch the games... You know, he still is making those really athletic plays. He's making those plays that require him to go to his left or to his right or to come in on a, a chopper. Um, his arm is as strong as ever. Um, I would really actually like to know how hard he can throw it across the infield. Um, but he does get docked for making those kind of those mental errors, those lack of focus plays. Um, maybe the ball clings off his glove. And, you know, the, the advanced metrics... You know, they see everything in in that regard, and so he does get knocked for that. But it's not necessarily because he's a bad fielder. It's just because he's made some mistakes. Um, but he still can flash the leather um, at any time. Uh, John Daniels actually addressed this at the Newberg Report uh, question and answer session. Uh, somebody asked him about Profar and Andrews and, you know, what, what the team's plan is going forward. And J.D. talked, uh, I mean, obviously he was very positive about both players. Um, but when he talked about Elvis's defense, he he maintained that they they believe that he's a you know well above average defensive shortstop. It's just that um, where he he can improve and where he he gets docked is on these routine plays that maybe it's a lack of focus. Uh, we saw a lot of the same thing with Kinsler here. Um, you know, pretty good defender, but he does make some of those those mental mistakes. Ball go through his legs, or he'll take his eye off the ball, something like that. 
Um, and Elvis is certainly a better defender than Kinsler when it comes to range and arm strength and stuff like that. Um, but Elvis has been has been just a great bright spot. He really turns the lineup lineup over well, uh, driven in a ton of runs, and it's it is really satisfying personally for me because I've always been a really big Elvis fan. I've ridden the highs and the lows, um, kind of always gave him the benefit of the doubt, and so it, it's really awesome to see him put up an above-average offensive season. Um, and not only that, he's just been really consistent this entire season. Not not He hasn't had just you know one really hot surge and cooled off or started out cool and played well recently. Um, he's been a guy that has been extremely dependable um, another year without being on the disabled list. Um, it's been really good to watch him. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about uh, as I was preparing for this and writing down some of these stats and stuff, um, I saw I wrote down that he has 20 stolen bases for the eighth straight season. And that kind of took me by surprise a little bit because I still think of Elvis as a, as a young guy. I sti- still think of him, you know, as a kid. And he's not. Um, he This is his eighth season. He is certainly a veteran. Um, and when I think back to you, to uh, that first World Series team back in 2010, it's just him, Colby Lewis, and Mitch Moreland, and Derek Holland, right, are the only guys that are still here. Um, you know, really that bedrock, that foundation of kind of these this new look, this new generation of the Texas Rangers. Um, and Elvis is, you know, one of the most important figures in that. And so I was thinking about how uh, a lot of these free, actually, you know what, I would say pretty much every single free agent that we sign or trade ac- tra- guy that we, we trade for, uh, within a couple of days or within a couple of weeks, it seems like they always uh, bring up in interviews just how awesome the, the clubhouse environment is or the culture is with this team. Um, and they, s- they, they describe things in such a way that you can tell that they're just not, you know, being nice because this is their new employer. Um, especially guys like Ian Desmond, you know, they can go out of their way to describe um, the ways that this team is their favorite team that they've ever played on or is just a really special group of guys and stuff, um, And which is, you know, something that I, I'm extremely proud of as a Rangers fan and uh, that John Daniels said that he's extremely proud of uh, when at that Q&A with the Newberg report um, a month ago. He talked about how he's very proud of the culture that they've been able to build, to build um, on and off the field, doing stuff for guys, and just creating a great culture. Um, and anyways, thinking about that and thinking about Elvis, you know, Elvis has been here this entire time, and so um, he certainly is foundational to that great clubhouse chemistry, that great environment, um, you know, that winning culture. So. Um, that was just kind of something that I hadn't considered. Elvis Andrews is an eight-year Major League veteran. Um, I don't know. I just always think that's weird. Maybe it's because he still plays like he's a kid. Uh, I think that he's young, but um, it's awesome to see him uh, do well. And I mean, he's obviously been a really important uh, member of this team for a long time. But it's really cool to see him also, um, you know, produce at an extremely high and consistent level on one of these just machine-like lineups. And that's going to do it for me on this episode of Rangers Rumblings. I know it's been a short episode. Um, I do have some other things written down here, some other thoughts that I have about uh, Ian Desmond and his impending free agency. Um, I have some thoughts about how we should approach that and, you know, in relation to 
we traded away Ryan Cordell as a player to be named later. How we're going to feel f uh, fill the center field hole. Um, how we're going to deal with the impending free agencies of Lucroy and you uh, Darvish. I have uh, thoughts about the new stadium, whether or not I'm for or against it. Um, but from here on out, I'm going to be implementing a three P's policy on the podcast. So uh, that would be keep things in the present, keep things positive, and keep things focused on the postseason. So uh, positive postseason present will be uh, kind of what you can expect here uh, for the remainder of the season. And uh, hopefully things don't get too interesting here on down the road, and I'll just be able to kind of, uh, you know, do a little bit of uh, color commentating on some, some positive developments and encouraging things from the bullpen, from the lineup, from the starting rotation. And uh, maybe even the playoff picture will become a little bit more clearer um, as we look around. Uh, throughout the rest of Major League Baseball and specifically in the American League. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that we'll really have a clear picture until maybe even the last day of the season, but it certainly is going to be exciting and certainly a lot, to look, a lot to look forward to, a lot to watch for, and uh, man, this is a really great team, and I think that it might even have the upper leg on the 2010 Rangers team uh, as my favorite of all time. So anyways, uh, like I said, you can find me on Twitter at Money. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, leave me some feedback if you would be so kind. And until next time, Go Rangers!